0: What's going on, guys? This is Sam from Dodgers Debrief, and uh, in this podcast, we're going to be breaking down the Dodgers', the Dodgers performance in their uh, first two series, and spoiler alert, uh, most of it was very, very good. Let's get into it. So the Dodgers started off um, their season in Coors Field, which is not something you usually want to do, especially when you've got um, some new pitchers on the team and trying to get all the pitchers synced up and the offense synced up because of the weird altitude, but um, they played really well. Aside from opening day where they played you know, a little bit sloppy, Kershaw wasn't fantastic. Um, I just, they still almost came back and won, and I was really impressed with a lot of what I saw, especially from you know, guys like Gavin Lux, Zach McKinstry, and um, some of the pitching after Kershaw, including uh, Corey Knable. Um, Jimmy Nelson was okay, and Scott Alexander was really good in that game, so that, that's good. Those guys are off to solid starts, especially Alexander. Nelson's been struggling a little bit, but I, he's still striking out guys, so I think a lot of it is just kind of adjusting getting back into the season and I, I'm not worried about him I think he's going to be a huge asset and uh, might even you know should be getting a lot of late season bullpen arms so there's not a whole lot to really take away um from the games in Colorado Dodgers aren't hitting for a lot of power at the moment or at least weren't in Colorado um had a few wacky home run plays and things like that um you know, Bellinger passed Turner on the bases because Turner thought the ball was caught. You know, whatever, opening day, season is new kind of thing, kind of get back into the swing of things. Um, Trevor Bauer was fantastic in his Dodgers debut. Uh, he took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, and then he got hit around a little in the seventh, but you know he'd been a little tired out by running on the bases. Um, what was it? He'd been running on the bases in the previous inning, I think. And, you know, he was reaching, first start of the season, He's reaching kind of where... His pitch count would be kind of ending. And, you know, his pitches aren't breaking as much as they should because he's in Colorado. So give him a break a little bit on what happened in the seventh there. Give him uh, four runs and two homers. You know, ten strikeouts, one walk. Really, really fantastic stuff. And um, you know, he performed quite, quite well. And I think he's been a really, you know, second start, which we'll talk about in a little bit, in Oakland was phenomenal as well. And he's really been um, more than I expected to start the season. I've been really, really impressed with uh, what Bauer's been able to do for us. So the uh, the Dodgers win on Saturday. was probably the most exciting with Bueller pitching um, really well. He didn't strike out as many guys as you would usually like to see, but that's because you know their fastball doesn't spin as much in Colorado, and that's a pitch he relies on for a lot of his strikeouts. So that's understandable that there was a little bit less swing and miss there. Uh, Trinan wasn't great, but again, you know course Field. We'll talk about Trinan a little bit more in a little bit. You know he blew the lead, and then Victor Gonzalez wasn't great also. You know his command has been not quite what it was. Um, Back uh, last year and at the beginning of spring training, so he's a little bit out of sync right now, but again, he's a guy that I I trust completely and I think is one of the best relievers on the team. Uh, So getting him right is important. And then Kenley Jansen was fantastic in this game. We're going to talk, we will talk about him more later, but Jansen in this game in Colorado was phenomenal. He came in for a five out save, first time he'd done that in a really long time. Kind of got through it. He walked a guy in one, one, one point, but he didn't let it bother him. He just kind of got through it. His pitches looked really good. His velocity was good. He looked like good Kenley Jansen, spring training Kenley Jansen, 16-17 Kenley Jansen. He was really fantastic. So that, w- that was a great win all around. That was probably my favorite. It's been my favorite so far. Was It lo- was a lot of fun. Um, next game in Colorado was was actually, you know, a lot of these games have been a lot of fun. Uh, Arias was phenomenal, with uh, the best start of his career, going seven innings for the first time, which was awesome. He only gave up three hits and gave up technically an earned run because he gave up a leadoff single in the eighth before leaving, and it scored, but, you know, not really his fault there. Um, Six strikeouts, which is good. You know, you want to see a little bit more of strikeout stuff from Arias, but his changeup was fantastic. His changeup was a pitch that was among the ten worst, I think, or ten least valuable pitches in baseball last season, and he generated um, a lot of swing and misses on it and got most of his strikeouts on it, which was really cool to see. And if he develops that changeup, I mean, watch out. He's already, uh, as a fastball slurve guy, phenomenal, so I think – if he can get that changeup really working effectively, he can pitch it at an ace level, and I think we're going to see that from him this season. I'm really excited by what um, I saw in the first start and what I think we're going to see. So moving on to um, the Dodgers' next stop in Oakland, they uh, did did well against the A's, who have been off to a terrible start. They got their first win in that third game against the Dodgers, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, But in the Dodgers' first game against them, um, Dustin May dominated. He got, I think... um, 16 swing misses by far um, far the most of his career and tied his career high for eight strikeouts, got into the sixth inning. It was his first ever, actually, of scoreless um, start that wasn't him as an opener, so that's pretty cool. Another career kind of highlight for a young guy on the team. He only gave up two hits, uh, walked two, but that was in, I believe, the first and second inning. He really, really locked in. The stuff was disgusting. He didn't really have his curveball working at all, which makes it kind of more impressive. His cutter was really, really, I mean, ridiculous. It looked um, almost like a slider at certain points. It was going 95 miles per hour. So that was phenomenal. David Price also pitching this game wasn't great. I'm a little concerned about him. Um, he hasn't been pitching well, but again, we don't need him to right now. We just need to ease him back into the, into things. And if he can't get it going, he, you know, he won't be on the postseason roster. Things will things will be okay. I think. Um, I still believe that he's got a lot. He's got a lot left, and will be good for us this season. But um, he hasn't pitched super well so far. So that's something to, mo- to monitor in that sense. But he is. he's gone about two or three innings. He's gone two innings each outing. So. I guess that's the plan for him out of the bullpen is kind of he's the two-inning lefty in a game that's not super close. Uh, Scott Alexander also pitched really well in this game, so that's something to also keep an eye on. You know, the Dodgers obviously believe a lot in Alexander. He's made the roster over guys like Santana and maybe some other people who might um you know, perform better on the field. So that's definitely um, noteworthy that noteworthy, they believe in him, and he's gotten off to a strong start to the season. Although he did last year as well and kind of kind of regressed a little bit as it went on. So if we move on to the Dodgers' second game versus um, the Athletics, where Clayton Kershaw pitched, and things were not looking great uh, at the beginning of this game. You know, in the first inning, he struck out three, but he also, um, you know, gave up two like pretty well-hit doubles, kind of like, all right, is his velocity down and stuff like that. But then he really, really locked it in. I mean, he looked like a 2020 World Series winning Clayton Kershaw and not the Clayton Kershaw we saw in spring training and an opening day. He was phenomenal. He generated 21 swing and misses, I believe, which is, I want to say, the most, I think, since sometime in September of 2017, something like that. So, yeah, really, really impressive stuff from him. His slider was dirty. Just guys could not hit it, could not hit it, couldn't stay on it, anything like that at all. He was really, um, really impressive. Just looked like Clayton Kershaw, which was really nice to see after not seeing Clayton Kershaw, really, um, in you know, a few months, really. So it was really, really awesome to see. He got his first win of the season, which doesn't matter really, but it's ni- is nice to see. You know, he struck out eight. He didn't walk anybody. He gave up an earned run, four hits, seven innings. It's phenomenal. Uh, Blake Trining came in after him. Was awesome. Uh, you know, he, gave, he walked a guy, but it was on re- three really horrendous pitches. Uh, sorry, not horrendous pitches. Great pitches. Horrendous calls from the umpire. He struck out two. His stuff was just moving all over the place. He looked really, really nasty. Like uh, better than he looked last year. So that's really good to see. Um, He's definitely a guy that's going to be getting a lot of close games and maybe closing out some games. A situation we will talk about in a second. Um, Kenley Jansen pitched in this game. He did not pitch well. He walked a guy, but he got good results. He didn't wasn't hit particularly hard, and he got he got he got um, you know he closed it out and did fine. And then the Dodgers, in their final game, they dropped their second game of the season. Um, in that third game against the Athletics, they got walked off. Um, after Jansen blew a one-run save in the ninth inning and looked. I, I didn't actually watch this game. I was doing other things, but he looked apparently terrible. Walked two strikeouts, none. He only gave up a hit, but if his command is not there, it's bad. And if his velocity is not there, it's bad, which it hadn't been in the past two outings. You know, you guys know me. I love, love, love Kenley Jansen. No one works harder. No one's a better teammate. But this is this has me more concerned about Jansen than I was Even three or four days ago, like this, this is concerning. I think, you know, we we'll see. Sometimes this happened a little bit at the end of last year, where his mechanics will get messed up, and that'll affect both his command and velocity. And I'm hoping this is that's the issue, and they can fix this in one or two bullpen sessions and get him back into games, and he'll look like he did on uh, Saturday against the Rockies and how he did in spring training, where he was dominant. But this is definitely something much more of a something to keep an eye on than in my opinion than it was before. So definitely like keeping an eye keeping an eye on Jansen as he's been a little bit pretty 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 shaky to start the season but i, I still have confidence that he will be our closer and will get you know 30 30 plus saves as the closer i, I have confidence that his mechanics are working and i'm, and I'm going to choose to look at the, uh, the 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 larger sample size of spring training as opposed to his his, his last two uh, kind of poor outings i guess we've quickly recapped um the games there's a few there's a few small like kind of narratives i guess to start the season that we should look at i think um First and foremost, Zach McKinstry has been awesome for this team. He's just hitting the ball all over the place. He has cool kind of inside the park, first home run. That, you know, he hit out, but, you know, was kind of caught and brought back. Really um, cool stuff to see him get super excited about that. It was really, really exciting. I like him a lot. I think he's a better hitter than Kike Hernandez, but a worse fielder. And I will take I will take um, that trade probably with, with Chris Taylor and how good a fielding team it is otherwise. So McKinstry's got me really excited. I think he's going to get a lot more playing time with um, – Chris Taylor kind of temporarily sidelined. I don't know we don't know if Taylor's going to be on the injured list, but he got hit kind of almost in the funny bone area with a, with a pitch uh in Oakland, so that's that's something to monitor. I I don't think they've said he's going on the injured list, but you know, he might get a little bit less playing time for a few days just to kind of get himself back in there and let his arm recover. So that means more time for McKinstry, which is fine with me. He's as good a hitter as uh, Taylor is. is basically matching him production-wise, so you know, that, that's awesome. I'm really excited to see. You know, I don't know how our system just keeps, you know, pumping out these guys who are just phenomenal. Just seems to come out of nowhere. So that's great. McKinstry's been great. Similarly, uh, Lux has been very good to start the season. Um, I wish he would hit the ball in the air a little more. Credit to uh, Kizuna on Twitter, who always is complaining about how Lux hits the ball on the ground. But, um yeah, Lux has been really good to start the season, carrying over from spring training. He just looks so much more comfortable than he did last year, and even in two thousand nineteen, like he looks as though he belongs. He's having fun. He's playing great defense. I think he's been maybe the most valuable defensive player um, in baseball f- for the season, at least for an infielder. Don't quote me on that. I'm not sure of that. I thought I heard that somewhere, but he's been really, really good. He's making some great plays um, for that, and kind of similar standout performances. seeger has been awesome. He kind of went into, you know, he was like an over ten at one point, and then he got two hits. Uh, in the last game against Oakland. So he's, he's back, I guess. You know, he was he was smashing the ball in Colorado. Um, Justin Turner is hitting the ball very hard and a lot. Betts is hitting the ball very hard and a lot. Got one home run a piece and are hitting well over 300. Um, they've been great. Muncie's been fantastic. Much more like 20, uh, 2018, 2019 Muncie than 2020 Muncie. Obviously, his finger's not broken. Um, and he can use video. And he's kind of, you know, had a regular spring training and things like that. He's been fantastic. Um... Rios hit a home run. That's been good. Beatty. Beatty kind of has been struggling. I think he's his time is on the major league team is dwindling. And I, I like Beatty. You know, he was great in 2019. Very very clutch. Had a few big home runs. I think he's not – You know, I was I was excited by a lot of what I saw from him early on in spring training. But he hasn't taken impressive at-bats even when he's making outs um, this season. So I, I think probably he's the first roster spot to go for somebody like a DJ Peters. But um, – I guess we'll see about that when it happens. Uh, kind of in a similar, not not really a similar direction. I what, whatever. Uh, Cody Bellinger, um, I thought got off to a pretty good start the season in, in Colorado. I thought he was hitting the ball pretty well. You know, he hit he hit that the home run that wasn't. You know, he hit a ball over the fence didn't get credit. He's been hitting some doubles looking looking pretty comfortable at the plate he's obviously i think he's been striking out a lot i think he's still getting his timing right because he he started spring training about two weeks late due to his uh, shoulder surgery but he, you know he's fully healthy uh, or you know majorly fully healthy he got um cleated on when he's trying to run out of the ground ball to first base so i think they said they've said i believe that he might be going on the injury list but it's not a serious ailment at all i believe he even said um Getting ice put on where he was cleated hurt more than getting cleated itself. Kind of a classic Bellinger quote there. But I think that um, that's not a major problem to look out for. It might just be major more playing time for McKinstry and uh, and Pollock, which is, which is fine right now. So that's Bellinger might go on the IL for probably the minimum t- uh, of 10 days only, just to kind of heal and rest in that sense. And he might get some more off days. Uh, but that, that shouldn't be a problem. I'm not worried about him at all. He's great. Speaking of off days, Roberts has been resting a lot of the guys, and I've seen a lot of people kind of complaining about this online. I think that's kind of a little bit ridiculous because they're going from playing 160 games, excuse me, 60 games to 162 games. That's an extra 102 baseball games, and that already, usually when you're used to playing that many, puts a physical grind on you and you take a lot of off days. And not to mention, you know, what that will do after playing only 60 games, and I think. Um, like I, I just think it's important to keep things in perspective and realize that off days are going to keep guys healthier to play the games that matter. These games they matter, but they don't really matter. I mean, I, the Dodgers, if they win, you know, today or tomorrow or whatever, it doesn't really matter. What matters is are guys healthy? Are they playing well in general? Stuff like that. So I think it's important to keep um, things like that in perspective. So kind of the uh, last thing I want to talk about, and I want to you know a, l- a little bit of a shorter episode, is, is Trevor Bauer had a, some baseballs confiscated, I guess, in the first inning of his start. Um, against Oakland and you know worst case scenario here I think they catch him using a foreign substance he's suspended for a few weeks he comes back pitches great down the stretch the Dodgers you know win the division he pitches in the postseason we win the World Series he's great um, but I think I think that I think you know he might get he might miss a start or two because of this but I think um I'm not really worried about like him being good because he's cheating I think, yeah, probably he was using a foreign substance, and probably he's going to get busted for it and it's just going to be what it's going to be. But even after he had those baseballs confiscated, his stuff started to look better and better throughout his start when he wasn't using it because you know they had taken away the funky, uh, quote-unquote, suspicious baseballs, whatever that means. So I think um, I'm not really worried about his performance on the field, but I do think it's possible he misses a few starts as part of a suspension. And I support what Baseball is doing trying to get foreign substance out of the game, but I don't think they can target just Trevor Bauer. I think it's, um, you know, it, it's not at all um, a problem localized to him. I know an article came out a few months ago about guys like Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer uh, being big. It was focused on Cole just being a big, big foreign substance guy. I don't know what UCLA is doing to those pitchers, but um, you know, just a lot of just a lot of the uh, kind of premier guys, Verlander as well, throughout the game using a lot—just, like, using foreign substances kind of casually. And MLB, in my opinion, can't just suspend Bauer and make a big deal out of it. They have to also go after guys like Cole and maybe even Scherzer if he used it in the past um, for that. Like, like it's not acceptable, in my opinion, to just go after Bauer and say, oh, he's, he's the guy using foreign substances. We got him. No. You have to make—this is a league-wide problem. If, I, okay, every pitcher is not doing this. Clayton Kershaw is not doing this. But, like— over fifty percent of pitchers, I'm sure, are doing this. I saw a video today on Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't have the credit of John Means on the Orioles. Very obviously, like tapping his gloves to get some sticky stuff. Like this is a widespread thing, and no one's being like careful about it. This is not. This is not. This should not be a hard problem for baseball to solve. And I and I just hope they don't make Trevor Bauer their scapegoat, and then, um, you know, and then kind of pretend the problem's been solved. Although he, you know, what he he can't take the uh, the heat for this. You know, if he if they do find. He was taking a foreign, subs, foreign substance. I'm not going to feel particularly bad for him, you know, and he can take the heat. But it, it it would be unfair for it to kind of just be him getting punished for something the league has been doing for forever. So sorry for this being a little bit of a shorter episode this week. I've got a lot going on. I haven't been able to watch as many of the games, so a little bit less detailed kind of stuff. But I really appreciate um, y'all listening, and I would and I'm going to try to get um, an episode out on Sunday. I'm you know I'm trying to kind of do this every after every series but you know time other things are going on so i think um i can you know guarantee an episode at once a week but i'm gonna try to get this out every series but i really appreciate you guys listening um please you know like share rate review wherever you are listening uh, if you want to read my blog which is going to be more kind of detail or in-depth player breakdowns or uh, season-wide trends that's www.dodgersdebrief.com if you want to follow me on twitter i'm uh pretty active on there during games, at Sam underscore Shearer 99, and all of that is linked in the description. See you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.